Well, good morning, NCC. It's good to see each of you here. And once again, if you're our guest, if this is your first time or if you're watching this online this week for the first time, we want to welcome you and say thank you so much for joining us. We're glad that you're here with us this morning. We're in our third and final week of this series called We're Not That Different. And in this series, we've been talking about some of the things that we may struggle with that we feel like we're alone in, that maybe no one else is experiencing it. Um, around us. And we know the enemy would try to lie to us and tell us, hey, you're the only one going through that. But in this series, we've talked about how we're not alone and we're not that different, that others are going through similar things. Others have experienced maybe victory or freedom in different areas of their life. And God wants to bring that inside of our lives. And it's been so great because almost at the end of every service in this series, we've had people... Um, that have come up to our panel and just shared, hey, thank you so much for being honest, for opening up, for sharing your story. Um, conversations that have happened throughout the week of people experiencing freedom and healing and God helping them continue to grow in their relationship. And so this is an amazing series. Can we just put our hands together for the panel? Everyone that's spoken and they have done such a great job. And I promise you it's gonna be the same this morning. You know, we've shared this verse every week. It's Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, and it says this, that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And what that simply means is what Jesus did on the cross, that brings victory in our life. But not only what Jesus did, it's actually when we tell our story, when we share with others, when we begin to talk about the goodness of God and the work of God inside of our lives, that it makes an impact. It brings freedom to us and to those that hear it. It's the word of our testimony. It's our story that we share that brings that freedom. And so we're going to do that again this morning. We're going to invite some great people up. And if our panel, if you guys would make your way forward this morning, can we give them a hand as they come forward? And this morning, we're talking about this topic, if I only had a million dollars, okay? Who's ever wished for that in this room, okay? I have, or maybe had thoughts about that if I only had a million dollars. And so this morning, we just want to kind of talk practically about the area of finances and what the Bible has to say about that and maybe struggles that we've had or um, different ways that we've, um, that God's kind of challenged us to look at finances. And so once again, I know each of you guys, but everyone here at NCC may not. And so maybe take a moment and just share um, your name, who you are and a little bit about your experiences with finances, how you come to this topic here. We can start over here, I guess. Um, my name is Caleb Bagby, and I'm the student pastor here at NCC, recently married to Alita, and so she is my wife. Um, <laughs> and um, so for us, like we're recently married, and so our two incomes coming together has been new for us to work through. Um, also, finances, has, like growing up, like wasn't really like a big issue, but I didn't really know personally how to really take care of it. And okay. so I've learned a lot of things over the last couple of years, like trying to be wise and steward my money well. And so just sort of like figuring some stuff out. And so I feel like I, there are a few things that have been really helpful for me. Yeah. that will be good to share. Okay. Uh, my name's Justin Souther, my wife, Christine. Um, we've been here about three years or so. Um, so growing up, I had a pretty solid foundation, I guess, financially. My dad was always really on top of things. Um, so he kind of set a good, good foundation, but following through on that um, is a lot harder yeah. <laughs> than knowing what you're supposed to do. So kind of coming over some of those obstacles and, and uh, tendencies to not always follow best practices has, has been a, a journey. Yeah. Okay. 
Hi, I'm Christine, um, and my husband. <laughs> um, for me, growing up, my parents have always been all about saving. So they're just like, they were just, they've just always been telling us, you know, we have to save money, we have to save money. But they missed on the part on why we're saving and okay. how much money we actually have. And so this, there's like gaps in the, the information that I had, but it's kind of been imprinted in my brain. You have to be frugal, you have to be frugal. So um, definitely it's a learning process now when I have the information and I'm like, okay, I'm saving, but you know, there's more to it than yeah. just saving. So. Um, my name is Linda, and uh, I, growing up, my dad was the one that was the saver, always the one that always, he just always had money um, for an emergency, and that's kind of one of his things is he always had anxiety, like what if the truck breaks down, what if something happens, so he always saved, and I grew up seeing him be really good, you know, with that, and then my mom was just so generous that <laughs> she did not save a whole lot. And she just wanted to give and buy, and she wanted to make sure everyone had, like, an abundant. Yeah. So I got to see both sides of that growing up. And um, I think, like, and I want to say in my earlier 20s, but whatever, like, a few years ago, <laughs> um, I had the mentality of, like, a like a go-getter, like a hustler's mentality, because I just wanted to go and make more money, make more money, so much so that, like, I was working three jobs, and um, my son was younger at the time, and... I was like missing a lot of time with him, yeah. um, just trying to go make another dollar. And so I learned a whole lot from that experience itself. Yeah, that's good. And I'm assuming in this room, we have people on both ends of those spectrums. Um, so I just wanna acknowledge that. There may be some of you that have a great grasp on finances. Maybe you grew up in a household where that was openly talked about. There may be others in the room that growing up, you really didn't have any idea. And so you had to figure it out on your own as you became an adult and kind of just trial and error and maybe some more error than, than um, actually trial. But, but kind of getting through that and growing, that's what we want to talk about this morning of how we learn, how we grow together, what the Bible says about that, um, because the Bible does discuss this a lot. And so let's start with just some of maybe what you've experienced, what you've seen others experience, some of the pitfalls and the traps that we fall into in our mindset as it comes to finances. So what are things that, once again, maybe you've experienced, you've seen others kind of walk into there? So, okay, so I'll go real quick. Um, one of the things that I saw, and I'm talking about myself a few years ago, is um, just being on social media. It's one of the main reasons that I don't have Facebook because my friends, like, did way too much. Like they went out to eat too much. They took like really big vacations all the time. And I'm sitting here wondering like, y'all don't have bills. Like I have, yeah. bills. like I couldn't afford to go and do the same things that they were doing. And it was for me, I was so immature back then that I couldn't witness all of that and celebrate with them and not feel some like offended. Like, why yeah. can't I go on this vacation? And how come they get to do all this stuff? And so for me, I had to, I had to get away from social media and just the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. Like God had put me on assignment back then a few years ago. And I, I realized that I cannot go and do everything that my friends are doing with their money and still do what I know God has told me to do. And so yeah. I just, I had to block that out and I had to get focused on what God had told me to do and just find joy there. And that's the biggest thing that I see. Yeah, that's wow. really good. Uh, something that I've noticed about money is it's really easy to let it define you. 
sort yeah. of like what you're worth or like who you are or what you mean to other people. And like even the other way around, like we let it define other people to us. And I've found myself yeah. doing this like and God help me like like it's easy to like going into, say, a store and like the person behind the register, like you just would assume like, oh, maybe you don't make as much as I do or mm -hmm. make as much as someone else and think they're not as worth your time as somebody else would be because yeah. of what they make. Or even for ourselves, like we think like, oh, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not worth your time or I'm not worth being like loved or cared about as much as this person because they make more money. And it's just like, it's just, it's so wrong when you talk about it, but like, you know, we just naturally feel yeah. like it defines our worth, like in all areas of our life, but that's definitely not true. You know, and God would want us to treat each other equally, regardless of how much money you have yeah. to your name or how much money you make. But I think it's really tricky because it's easy to think that, that that's true. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, that we've kind of experienced is, um, you know, when you have bills upon bills, you're thinking, okay, this is how much money I have, so, okay, this much of it goes to this bill, this much of it goes to that bill, and then by the end of all of that, you're thinking, okay, this is how much I have. Do I really have enough? Like, do I really have enough left to do the things that I want to do, and then on top of that, like, the last thing that comes to your mind is, is basically, like, tithing, yeah. um, giving back, you know, um, being generous with your money. It's like, you know, even if maybe there's somebody else in our circle who is um, sort of in a more difficult or has a has is going through a more difficult situation you're you're thinking um, I would I would really love to to be generous and give but but I have all of this and this and I have to yeah. you know and then like there's also the the whole like mindset of um, I guess not not thinking about God first and not thinking about how he has you. So you're thinking, I got I to gotta take care of this because yeah. this is what I see. This is what I know, you know, what I have on paper. I'm looking at it right in front of me. Um, and so maybe I'll just, you know, I'll, like, I'll pass on tithing this month and I'll, I'll do it next month. But next month comes and you have the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it really, it's a, it's a bad cycle. It never ends. So that's, that's definitely one thing that I've, I've kind of been thinking yeah. about lately. And we're, we're trying to make sure that we, not, we don't fall into. Yeah, that's good. So I'm really glad we talked about what we were going to say. Uh, <laughs> um, so for me, um, I'm a planner, long term. Uh, short term, not so much. I like to take uh, calculated risks and, you know, kind of do what I feel in the moment. But so I plan out my medium and my long term to the nth degree, right? So I've got our whole year financial budget, like, in Excel sheets, all calculated, like everything's in formulas. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm an engineer, so spreadsheets is, is my thing. Um, so for me, finances equals budget, equals planning, equals numbers, equals something I need to handle. Mm -hmm. um, so I take it upon myself, by myself, to control it and control it down to, you know, the single dollar. Um, so, you know, taking myself a back step and allowing, you know, God to come in and say, hey, you know, I want you to do this with your money. I want you to change that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, you know, it's been a, one of our big struggles is kind of get, getting to that point and still feeling like we're not limiting ourselves to um, what's going to make us happy with, you know, being down to the, the streamline, streamline to the shoestrings. So that's mm -hmm. been a, a challenge. Yeah, that's some really good insight. So as we talk about finances, we're talking about that from a biblical perspective. So are there verses that you see in the Bible, are there things that you've thought about or that God's challenged you with 
to help shift that perspective on finances. A lot of you guys talked about mindsets in the culture around us or things that we're fed kind of from the outside that we, um, we can end up adopting. So how do we shift that to a biblical mindset? What are things that you guys feel like God's challenged you with? Well, something that God has recently like revealed to me and really challenged me personally. Um, when you read in 1 Kings, you read about um, the King Solomon. And so he comes up and he's now the king of Israel. And the Lord shows up to him in a dream and says, whatever you want, like I'll give to you. Yeah. And we read that scripture, we're like, God, why don't you do that to me? Like, why don't you give me one of those dreams? And he's like, whatever you want, ask me and I will give it to you. And he asked for wisdom. And so in that moment, then the Lord says, like, because you asked for this, you didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for wealth. I'm going to also give you the riches and the yeah. wealth. And then he becomes this powerful king like no one had ever seen, no one's ever seen since. And so you, like, reading that scripture, what I realized is, like, the money is not a problem for God. And, like, yeah. in a moment, God was like, all of these riches, all this wealth, like, is yours. And, like, it's just, it's something that God controls. It's something that, like, doesn't control him. Yeah. And so I was just reminded, like, man, like, money problems are things we face, like, with finances. Like, that's not a problem for God. And so yeah. if I'm with him and we're living life together, then it's not something I have to worry about or do myself. Because in a moment, like, God can change everything. Yeah. And I know that, like, he is over that. Yeah. That's really good. Um, for me, it's, I think, I guess, I guess it's kind of connected to that because the verse, the two verses that come to my mind is, um, one is Proverb, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And then the other one is 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. And yeah. I think that's going back with the mindset of, you know, I need to control what I have, what I can see. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have the whole picture. And like what you're saying, literally, you can be rich one day and poor the next. Or you can be poor one day and rich the next. Or, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, not, it's not up to me. It's literally, I have no control over it. And yeah. he has a plan that I don't know about. I only know, you know, like a fraction of it. And... Um, there's a reason for that, and, yeah. and I have to trust that he will take care of me, and he will take care of us, you know, and um, when he's done with it, there's going to be plenty left over mm. that, you know, I, I don't need that I can share with everybody, so, yeah. yeah. That's really good. Um, so two scriptures that came to mind. The first one was Proverbs 16:8, and it says, "Better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest." That is not. It was not necessarily something that I had to keep going back to. It was just kind of matter of fact. Like because I have godliness, like everything else just kind of came with it. Kind of like what you mentioned about um, Solomon. Um, and then the other one that comes to mind, and this one. I have a little quick story about it. Yeah. It's so funny. My community's heard this story before, but um, so one time, um, I, like a few years ago, I was really just like chasing after God. I was really in love, and I just like, I want you, Jesus. I just want you. And <laughs> so I prayed this prayer, and He's been faithful. Uh, it's uh, Proverbs 30 verses 7 through 9, and it says, "Oh God, I beg two favors from you. Let me have them before I die." First, help me to never tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I say I'm poor, I'm, 
I'm sorry, and if I am too poor, I may still and thus insult God's holy name. And when I say God has been faithful, um, I live almost every day or every month on like just what he provides for me on a daily basis. And it's scary and it's fun, but it's scary because like I literally have to depend <laughs> on God every day. And so I, like I said, I prayed this a few years ago and um, I just met one time, but you know, the funny, the funny story is, I had prayed this prayer, and the next day, I walk into my boss's office because we got our annual reviews thing um, yearly, and I didn't know it was coming up. I was just, like I said, I was just praying. And the next day, um, my boss goes in there. She shows me our annual, like, our annual raise, and I was mad. I was like, what? I work a lot harder than this. Like, I was immediately offended. <laughs> and I was like, I thought about it. Like, the Holy Spirit came to me, and he was like, what did you pray for? Like, why are you upset? You told me, just give you just enough, you know? <laughs> and I was like, out of all the prayers, really? <laughs> so. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um, for me, and I'm sure everyone's heard this one before, but uh, Malachi 3. Oh, that's a good one. Um, so bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple if you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. So I think I was maybe 13, 14 when I first heard that, or I guess when I remember hearing it. Um, and the reason why it hit me that time, I actually had to do nothing with money. Um, so a little background on me. Uh, I dodged a couple huge bullets when I had girls. Um, I was the <laughs> terrible child growing up. I was wild. Um, so, you know, I was always testing my limits. Always, I never stopped moving. Always pushing the envelope on everything. And um, always being told, don't do this, don't do that. Don't test me on this. Don't do this. So when, you know, there's a scripture that says, God says, test me. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm good at that. So, you know, so it, it stuck. Um, but it was many, many years later once I got to the point to actually apply it. Um, so I did. You know, once I started working 15, 16, uh, started tithing, um, and nothing really happened. You know, I was expecting like this big, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, went to college, kind of stopped going to church and all that. And then, you know, once we got married, started, you know, working, started getting back into church and started tithing. Um, it came to a point where I was like, you know, I wonder if, if actually anything is changing, is different. So um, I kind of took some time, you know, throughout months and kind of self-reflected. Right? So what is my mindset when I'm tithing? What is my expectations with my tithing? Why am I tithing? Mm -hmm. And then what am I expecting to change mm -hmm. realistically? Um, so once I kind of put it in perspective and started really being a little bit more sensitive to it, I started seeing little things, you know, between us. Maybe we were arguing less. Maybe we were agreeing more. Maybe, you know, some of my mentalities that were, you know, not in right were changing. Yeah. Um, and then and we've, we've, I've seen a lot more of that, especially since we've had kids. Um, you know, we have two wonderful, beautiful girls. And I've never been very much known for my patience. <laughs> So I would say I've come a very far in that. Um, so I, I think for me, the blessings I've gotten from God mm -hmm. and being consistent is not financial things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of personal relationships. Yeah. Um, yeah. The relationships we've built here, there's a lot of just consistently things in relationships between us and then, and then with friends and stuff that I, I think that's where God's blessed us.
Yeah, I love that. Um, I just want to, yeah, we can put our hands. Those are some good answers. I want to encourage you, church, just as, once again, we didn't rehearse any of this, so I have no idea what the panel was going to say. I gave them the questions and just said, hey, take them wherever you go. Just hearing that as each of you were sharing scriptures, I just thought there are so many of us in this room, once again, that we come to church and we come to God with different mindsets. Things from our past, um, some good, some bad. And this is the importance of scripture, is God uses his words to reshape us and form us how he wants to make us, how he's created us to be. And so just want to encourage you. I hope you're writing some of these scriptures down as they're giving them to you and going back and reflecting on those um, because I just heard that kind of in different ways of how God changed you or how God challenged you. And we need that in our lives. If not, we'll continue to just carry those mindsets from the past that aren't going to serve as well, especially as it comes to finances. And so want to encourage you, God's word talks about this and and you guys just gave some great responses to that. So next question, what is some wisdom that you would give to others about investing and maybe prepping for their future? So sometimes when we think about finances, I wanted this question because we can think about the lack. And, and maybe that's where we focus a lot. But God's word also talks about investing, the wisdom um, that we have to save up. And so are there tips or things that you guys have learned along the way um, to invest in the future or to save that would be helpful um, to people listening this morning? Um, yeah, mine's just really quick. To my youth, I would say start now, like, and start small. Uh, and then to my seasoned, I would also say start now um, and start small. When I started, it was a few years ago, um, and it was $25 a month into a money market account. And it was an account that I didn't have easy access to. So if, like, I really wanted to go out to dinner with some friends, I was not about to do all figuring out my password and transferring money or going to the, you know, go pull it out. Like, it was a lot harder to access. So I'd get, like, a, a money mutual account or somewhere um, – a money market account, sorry, or, or somewhere where it's not easy to access to. And like, I, I did, I was just doing $25 a month and it came straight out of my check. So I never even, never felt like it was missing. Yeah. It was just gone. And then, um, I did a big step. I increased it to $50 a month, um, like a few years ago. And so now it's just sitting over there somewhere making money. And, um, I started this, I don't know, when I was 22, it was about like seven years ago, yeah. something like that. So just start now and start small. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I was reflecting on this question, I felt like the Lord is reminding me, like, keep God in the conversation. Yeah. And it's kind of just reiterating what we've been already saying. But, like, when it comes to, like, planning for the future or, like, how, even to say something, like, comes up unexpected, like, how do I take care of this? Like, keep God in the conversation because God has something to say about it. Like, yeah. in a practical sense, what do we do with it? God has something to say. And... Um, like even the beginning of this year, Alita and I, we were looking for a place that we would, um, like somewhere where we would end up living together. Mm -hmm. And I had like one week left on my lease at an apartment and we were like, like, I didn't have a specific plan. Like, what do we do after this? Like, I'm not sure where we're going to find like a place that works good for us. Yeah. And then it was like the next day where we found like a listing, we looked at it, we put an application and in a week, like we were accepted and then we had a place to live. And like the day I was getting out of my apartment. And I just thought, like, in the moments that we get to the point of deciding whether to, like, take care of it ourselves or to trust yeah. the Lord, I feel like are the moments that the Lord really, like, just provides. He's yeah. just challenged me so much to, like, not worry so much about those things. Yeah. And in the that. unexpected or the, like, unknown 
times, like financially, to just rely on the Lord. And yeah. so that's just what I thought about. Keep God in the conversation. Yeah. And when you're planning and like looking ahead, like God has something to say about how we use our money and what he wants to do with us. Yeah, that's really good. Um, for for me, I would say it's you know start small. Okay. Um, you know if you're starting out, start small, but then understand um, that it quickly grows. Mm-hmm. You know you plant the seed, you water it, you take care of it, and it quickly grows. You know, and and one good way for me, you know, being planning, being very visual, you know, I'll put whatever I'm thinking of investing or or in a in a different area. And I'll put in an Excel sheet, you know, run the numbers, run the formula, <laughs> say, okay, six months, 12 months, 18 months. Um, you know, and that really kind of gives you some uh, perspective on, okay, this is what I can expect. Um, and this is why I'm doing it. It gives you a goal. It gives you a target. It kind of gives you that motivation to, uh, I think I'm going to cheat on it this month. I'm going to, I would rather, you know, buy these shoes or, you know, go on this trip this year. You know, it kind of keeps everything in perspective of where you could be at the end of this year and where you can be in 10 years, 20 yeah. years. And, and what, what is that, you know, extra money? What is that freedom going to do? How much less stress are you going to have yeah. because of that? Good. Um, going back to the planning, I think, you know, he's, he's given us some, some knowledge, some sort of knowledge, whether it's, it's little or whether it's a lot. He's given us knowledge that we can use to plan for our future. Yep. And um, I think we, we shouldn't take that for granted. We should, there's, you know, we should definitely plan. We should definitely budget. Um, but there, it doesn't mean that, you know, that you should go it alone. There's, there, there are people who can help with, you know, um, financial counseling, for example. Um, you know, there are people, like, if you don't know how to do it, there, there's somebody who's been put in your life or somebody who you have access to who you can reach out to to help you with, you know, financial planning if you need to, or investing if you need to. Um, but then on top of that, like what Caleb was saying, if if God, if you try to go it alone and mm-hmm. you know not reach out, and, because you know we, I think we're a community. We're all tools for each other. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're trying to be secretive about your struggles or or you know whatever you're trying to accomplish, you're not going to accomplish it by yourself. And yeah. um, and the thing is, God has a funny way of, of saying, hey, <laughs> hey, you need to listen to me. And, yeah. um, you know, and it could be a drastic change. It could be a small change. But if you're not listening, he is going to do something about it. And, um, you know, in our lives recently, we've, we've gone through some financial security to insecurity to security to insecurity. And I think before all that, we were we were kind of really just doing that. We were we were saying, "Hey, this is what we know. This is what we have. This is our plan." But I think you know, God was like, "Nope, that's not my plan. (laughs) You better listen to me right now." Um, You know, and he and he just like went right in our faces and was like, "We're we're changing it up." Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, literally, we we had to we we you know we were forgetting that he is the main part of the equation, Um, and. If you just keep that in mind, you know, um, and be patient with his plan, I think there's, you know, you're you're not going to run out. You're not going to run out. So, yeah, yeah. that's good. Okay, last question, and it kind of closes up. Um, What's one key practice tool or maybe it's an app on your phone or it's something that you use um, 
to gain control of your finances, to look at your finances. So if people out there, if we're like, hey, we, yeah, we want to do better at this, what's a practical tip or tool that you would give us that you guys use? Well, the biggest thing uh, for me is I was like figuring out what do I even do with all of my money? Like, I don't know where to put it or like how to manage it. Yeah. It's just a budget. And so like making a plan for your money and like having a budget, having a plan yeah. helps your money work for you instead of like your money telling you what to do. Yeah. And every dollar is, it's a website as well as an app. And so every dollar, it's a Dave Ramsey thing. Um, but that app is really helpful in like putting together a budget. Okay. Making sure your money all has a place to go. Um, and so as I was budgeting, something that really helped me stick to a budget is um, Alita gifted me with a wallet that has that had um, like different sections in it. So you could like pull out cash and put cash in here for eating out, put cash in here for like gifts for people, put cash, cash in here for this yeah. thing. And so like it, it kind of changed as we got married and our income got together. But when I was single, it was really helpful to pull out cash and so like I could physically see I had this much money left. And so yeah. I'm gonna decide not to go eat out because I only have this much money yeah. left. And it's, it's easier to talk yourself out of the budget when you can't see it or it's digital. Yeah. And so that was really helpful for me. Okay. And as we got together, um, tracking those transactions online with that app is really helpful. And we together meet every month, like me and my wife, we get together and talk about finances together every month to make sure we're on the same page yeah. and that like we're doing this together. So that's been super helpful for us. Okay. Um, I'm going to go really practical and probably my mom's side will come out, but um, in our, in our family, what we try to, to do every week is to meal plan. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, when you don't and you're at work and you're like, oh, man, I don't have lunch today. I'm going to go eat out. And, we, and then the following day you're in this, you know, oh, we had dinner, but we don't have enough to bring for lunch. So I'm going to go eat out again. <laughs> and then before you know, you ate out like four times that week. Yeah. And then you're doing it again the next week. So, um, so for us, because we have different schedules, you know, we want to make sure that, okay, we, we don't keep going to the store like three times a week because yeah. when you – in, and I even found out if you go to multiple stores, you end up spending a lot more than what you, because yeah. you know you're you're going, and you're thinking, oh, this is all I need, but oh, this is a different store, and I didn't find this in the other yeah. store, so I'm gonna go grab this too, and then before you know it, your your grocery bill just doubled for the month, and you're like, what happened? But the, you know, and then you start making excuses for yourself. Yeah. So, um, so if you have like a, a written out, a visual, this is what I need because this is the dishes that I'm going to eat. Yeah. Um, or, you know, th these are the only snacks that I need for one week or, you know, something like that. Um, it helps with the budget, you know, because, you know, you do, you do need a budget, but within that budget, you also need to make sure that, because I guess the budget is a more generic um, way of controlling, you know, how much you're spending. But within that budget, you need like a smaller list of things of, okay, where, like, how do I s split the money that I have for this particular um, section of my budget? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Good. Okay, I'll go real quick. Um, I just have two things. So, I'm not like, I'm not an engineer like Justin. He mentioned that he uses Excel and that it adds numbers for you. I use Excel too. I just use a calculator to add my own numbers. And so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I could do that. But I literally like, I just, <laughs> I just needed columns. That's all I wanted. Uh, I just have columns. One of them says bill, amount due, when it's due, and 
like and then when I pay it, I just highlight it green because it just satisfies me. Uh, so that's my, <laughs> I, I use that and I do it every month. And so that's my first practical tip. And then the second thing, to be honest guys, is tithing. Like, because when I, I get paid once a month and it's hard. So when I started tithing, like I had to look at a budget. Like I had to put my finances in order and I don't know, I mean, I think it's the same thing. Like if you're taking a step of a leap of faith and you're tithing first, I think it's wisdom and good to still have a plan and a budget right after. And it's not that you should do it. It's just like when I started tithing, like it made me do it because I had to look at stuff and I didn't want to, you know, miss a payment or something like that. So tithing really, really helped me put my finances in order. And then, you know, God does the rest. Yeah. So. Um, what I would recommend is, you know, if you're setting a budget, you need to know how tight or how loose to make your budget. And that's all individual. So to be able to make that decision, you need as much information as possible. Um, so if you don't know what your credit score is, what your total debt is, what your total income, which I hope you know that, but you know your, your debt to income ratio and what those actual things are, then you should really find those out. But you know, so I use uh, TurboTax for my taxes and they have an app that tracks all that as well. Um, and it'll break all those things down, what they each are, what they each mean, pros and cons of having high or low, um, and how to tackle uh, your problem areas. Um, so that's the first thing, um, and I would say that's probably the most important. Um, for me, you know, I'll go kind of a little bit going back to the investment side. <clears throat> so I was lucky enough in high school to be introduced to the stock market. And I say that, you know, luckily, I was luckily uh, introduced to that. So being of that mindset with numbers and charts, that's something I've kind of researched and, and done throughout the years since then. Um, you know, it's been a, a blessing, mostly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you don't have to have X number of dollars to do anything in the, in the stock market. You can actually do it completely for free. Um, there's websites where you can go and make a, what they call a paper account. So you just go in there, you can just play with it, and you can actually do it from the stock market, and it's completely free. It's all just monopoly money. Um, so, you know, things like that don't, you know, put off, oh, well, I can't do that because I don't have this much money. I can't do that because I don't understand how it works. I'm too fearful. Um, you know, there's utilities, there's tools, there's books, there's all that kind of knowledge out there for you to take advantage of and to practice with and, and stuff like that. Awesome. Can we give our panel a hand this morning? Thank you, guys. This is something we need to talk about, and you heard that from our panel of, it's easy to hide in fear and to think, hey, we're the only ones going through this. Um, whether it's struggles, maybe it's a lack of knowledge of, you know, where does my finances need to go, and we're not the only one going through this, and there are others facing this. There are over 2,000 verses in Scripture that talk about money, that warn us away from greed, that warn us um, away from being foolish with our finances that give us wisdom about investing in the future and looking um, to the future that remind us that God is the one that's our provider. 2,000 times God wanted to challenge us as his people, hey, be careful and be cautious about the way that you handle money. Be careful of some of the pitfalls or the mindsets that you can have. Um, one of those verses that I was thinking about as we were talking this morning is Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, where he just reminds us, hey, you can't have two masters. And either you're going to be devoted to one or, and despise the other, or you're going to serve one, or you're going to reject the other. You can't serve both God and money. And probably most of us in this room would say, well, yeah, I don't really have that problem. It's not like I view money as God. 
But let me challenge you with this. When you're living with stress, when you're worrying all the time, when you're trying to control it all and you're not having conversations with God about your money, it's your master. If it's what drives you, if you from day to day or week to week, if it's what is controlling you and you're stressing out about it, you're not giving that to God. And it's got mastery over you. And Jesus is reminding us that's not how you've been called to live, church. You have a God who is your provider. And his word gives us wisdom about how we're to operate in finances. And one of the prayers that I was praying for you this week, it's one of the prayers that I've been praying recently over my life is, hey, there's some mindsets that I've gotten in the habit of having, especially as it comes to finances. There's some thought patterns that I've trained myself over and over again that aren't found in God's word and that I need to change. And so my challenge for you is continue to go back to scripture. The wisdom, the amazing wisdom that our panel gave us, listen to that, reflect on that this week. Go back and visit some of the verses that they gave or some of the wisdom they gave about investing and say, God, what can I do with this? Because we want mindsets and patterns of thinking that are in line with God's word. Where money and finances, where it doesn't control us, it's not our master, but we love God and we trust him that he's our provision. And so I want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and close your eyes. And I'm going to have a conversation with God. I'm going to lead us, but I say this every week. I want you to have a conversation. And there's no one in this room that this doesn't affect. All of us are affected by finances. It may be something a little bit in your future that you're praying about. It may be something you're going through right now. But I want you to ask God to help you to have a biblical perspective, a perspective that includes his word and his wisdom as it relates to our money. Let's pray together. Lord, we come before you, God, and I'm so thankful that your word is full of wisdom, God. I'm thankful for the stories, God, and the experiences that were shared by people here, Lord, this morning, that we're not alone in this. We each have struggles. They, they may be different at different times, Lord, but we're all going through this together, God. And I pray that you would help us to be a church, God, that's not controlled by money. God, that isn't full of worry or stress, anxiety, God, but that, Lord, we're looking to you. We're listening to your voice, God. We're being directed and led by you as it comes to saving, God, as it comes to generosity, as it comes to how we're spending our money, God, we want to honor you in all of this. So let us be that kind of church, God, and help us, Lord, as we're living this out, that it would impact others around us, God, the peace that you bring, God, the wisdom that you bring, even your provision, God, you take care of us in ways that we weren't expecting. And as others see that, God, help us to point the story back to you, to your goodness, God, to your faithfulness, that you are a good heavenly father who provides for us. And God, that we would reflect that to the world around us. God, we pray this together in your name. Amen.